Howdy, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Finger Guns Podcast, episode 36. My name is Roscoe Kennison. I'm joined by Mr. Greg Hicks. Hello. How are you, mate? I'm super. I... I'm well, super. I, 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 yeah, Thanks I was just asking. thinking. I was sort of <laughs> broke into song and dance then. No, I'm good. It's not the end of my working week, unfortunately, but otherwise I am okay. Terrific. And I'm joined, of course, by Mr. Sean Davies. Hello, sir. Hello there, mate. How are you? I'm good. I've just had Chinese takeaway and Kung Pao chicken. Amazing. And then I had a packet of yogurt dipped Skittles, which is a Ooh. taste sensation. Do you know that gif of that woman that's like, yeah, no, hmm, yeah, hmm. That was me all the way through. It, it's so wrong, <laughs> but it is so right. <laughs> all right. How are you? I'm very well. I'm top of the world, looking down on creation. Wow. And the only explanation I can find is the love that I've found ever since you've been around. What is Your the origin of that you feel song? On top of the world. All I can think of is The Simpsons with Sideshow Bob's brother singing it. But what are the origins of that song? It's The Carpenters. Oh, is it? Oh. Just like Bon Iver. Who? <laughs> bon Iver. Yeah. At least pronounce it right if you go. <laughs> no, 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 no. In Stoke, it's Bon Iver. Uh. We, we... <laughs> <laughs> there, was a, there was a funny story about that. They got like nominated for like a Grammy or something. And... I don't know if it was mispronounced at the show or something, but people were then on Twitter, like they, they misheard it as Bonnie Bear. <laughs> so the Twitter hashtag was Bonnie Bear, as in B O N N B E A R. Like, who's this Bonnie Bear? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we've got it. We've turned to a music podcast now. Let's uh, stay on track. Welcome to the Finger Guns a Bonnie Bear Celebration Podcast. Oui. Episode one, podcast within a podcast. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about Bonova's eclectic first album. Never heard of it. I don't remember the name of it. I think it's I heard Darren it. Stranding. Oh, it is. You know, that's no, low raw, which I think is the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this inside joke has got really, really out of hand. <laughs> Sorry, Sophie. <laughs> right, let's crack on then with what we've been playing. And now, Sean, I'm going to come to you first because due to technical limitations last week, your what we've been playing was cut short somewhat. So dive in. Tell me everything. Okay, so I have played and blood and trophied uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Hey, well done. Thank you. It's surprisingly one of my favourite games of this year. And that's because it doesn't do anything incredibly special, but it's a combination of things that really work. And I, for me, this, this game is like the same as Spider-Man from 2018, where nothing about it is original, but it packages everything together into something that's just, just nice. And um, I've I've really enjoyed my time with it, and I've now deleted it off my PlayStation. And I hope to Christ they don't just go, "Hey, here's some DLC," because they've said there's not going to be any DLC. Mm. They said that you know it's just going to be one and done. I kind of hope there is because this is the what first game this year that I've finished and gone. Do you know what? I could have taken more of that. I could have taken yeah. a lot more of that. Um, How which long is do you think it took you? Just under thirty hours, I think. Wow, that's not bad. No. I, that was to platinum. So I, I, I probably yeah. took about 25 hours to finish it, and I had a couple of echoes that I'd missed. And if you if you are going to play this game and you do want the platinum trophy, look at a guide for the seeds, okay? Because if, once you've picked up a seed, the last trophy that you will need is to have a fully grown set of plants. Vivarium. And if, say again? Vivarium. It's called a terrarium, isn't it? The game? Terrarium, sorry. Vivarium's yeah. the sealed things. My bad. Yeah. Um, so you, you need a, a, a full set of, of grown plants. And after you've planted them in the terrarium, it takes two hours 
at least of in game of, of real world time for it to grow. So if you're going to do it, because I ended up just leaving my PlayStation on for two hours waiting for this plant to grow, which was <laughs> super boring. <laughs> um, I've also been playing Football Manager 2020. I've taken over my beloved Stoke City, and we were top of the league, but I've just lost to Millwall in a pretty horrendous match. The problem is Stoke Ooh. a cack in both the game and real life. And <laughs> they are my, I love my I love Stoke City, but still it is it is really tough to manage a team full of Premier League rejects. So yeah. But the improvements of the game this year are brilliant. You know, there's there's some really good um quality of life improvements where allowed options to be clicked and they give you like big heads up about things rather than just things just happening. One of the other things that I find about this this game is the fact that you don't feel like you're managing every single aspect of a football club where you can, but in this game, you still feel like you're part of a cog. So I didn't really want to go out to the transfer market because Stoke had given me £5 million to go and buy buy players to get us into the playoffs. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever, that's not going to happen. So I didn't go out to buy players and my chairman went out and bought a player for me. That happened in Football Manager before. I don't know if that's a new thing, but like, I was like, okay, you bought Robinson from the Derby, I think it was. Actually, he turns out to be a brilliant left-back, so that's cool. But um, <laughs> <laughs> he actually done me a real big favour. Yeah, the game makes you feel like you're part of a club now rather than just being like an omnipotent presence in football, which is, I think, is really good. I've also been playing two other games, which I'm going to tell you about but can't talk about. I am playing Simulacra. Now, there's a review on our website from the mobile version from like two years ago, and I really enjoyed it, but the game's coming to consoles next week via Wales Interactive, and you should go and give that a look when it, when my review goes up next week. And I'm also playing something called Dead End Job. You might have heard about it. Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah. I remember hearing about that when I was at primary school. <laughs> So, yeah, if you've listened to this podcast since day one, you'll you'll know that both Roscoe and I have been waiting for this game for what feels like years. It is years. Decades. Yeah, years, years and years. 36, <laughs> 36 episodes of this thing. <laughs> so oh. the, the problem is that Ant Workshop made a really good game early on and they've been polishing the life out of it. And I can't tell you whether it's good or bad, but I am very excited to talk about it. And that is what I've been playing. What system are you playing it on? I'm playing it on the Nintendo Switch. Oh, I see. Unbelievable. Tony Tony said <laughs> I got a I got an email from the uh the head up games PR guy and he said Tony Goland has has instructed me to hand this code personally. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm I'm just going to say this. I have it on the Switch. I am going to be buying it on other systems. I am going to double dip and maybe triple dip on my Xbox One when it comes out, when it comes to my house. Isn't it going to have Game Pass? I don't know. If it is, then even better. Right. Are you playing Football Manager on Game Pass, on the PC Game Pass? No, I've bought it. Ah, you crazy, crazy fool. I thought it's it's Football Manager 19 on Games Pass, isn't it? Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I did have that on, on Games Pass and Football Manager 20 came out like two weeks ago. Yeah. But it's it's on Stadia. Um, Yay! Which, yeah. We could talk about that in a minute. <laughs> yeah, we will. We'll talk about that in a minute. 
Well, I have been playing, before we go anywhere, uh, Bonnie Vare's first album was For Emma, Forever Ago, released in 2008. Wow. Yeah, just wanted a quick Bon Iver. Okay. Bon Iver. <laughs> bon Iver. Featured the single Skinny Love, which was on the OC soundtrack. Oh, remember that show? That was a great show. Oh, mate. California, here we come. It was dope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, what, what have I been playing? I have been playing a little game called Shemu 3. I'm continuing my adventures with uh, with Ryo Hazuki. I have hit a bit of a wall. I've got to be honest. It's, you know, is Shemu. Because, is that because he can't turn very well? Hey! There's, <laughs> there's the first one. It's all right. I have there to get it, it in there. Oh, it's all right. I understand. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just stuck. I'm just fondling around and I can't find the answer to a particular solution that I'm looking for just yet. But uh, I'm getting there. Also, I got myself into my very first kind of proper street fight and I realized I was not prepared. So I've been spending a lot of time in a dojo. You mean just hitting the buttons didn't work? <laughs> uh, no, surprisingly, it didn't in the end. When you're actually out there in the real world and not just beating up the weakest monk. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> just... <laughs> if that made no sense, it's because if you've not played Shenmue 3, when you get to the first dojo, the instructions on, to, on how to fight are just press the buttons. Just press the buttons. <laughs> Just press the buttons. Magic. (laughs) The video is on our uh, Facebook page if you want to have a look of me streaming uh, Shenmue 3 and coming across that for the first time. (laughs) Oh, magic. That's when I knew I'd love this game more than anything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's still still magical. It's still wonderful. Um, I've been chomping through the latest missions in Fortnite. I've now unlocked everything there is to unlock in the endgame. I'm now level 185. Bravo, sir. Which is ridiculous. And I hate myself so much. I can't stop. Sean, help me. You could have had a very successful Twitch career out of this. <laughs> oh, man. The amount, of, the amount of kills I have now, I'm always a pro. But I know that if, if I start streaming Fortnite, I'll just suck at it again. Yeah, which, which <laughs> just... is fair. Yeah. As soon as somebody looks over your shoulder, everything falls apart. Right? Yeah. I've been, yeah, getting a few, I've got a couple of reals today, which was nice. I, I saw. I saw your uh, falling shot, shotgun kill. Oh, that was a oh, what a moment! Very impressed. Yeah, I just, I was just hidden in that house for ages. I was camping a little bit, and I was just blasting people with a legendary shotgun, slowly but surely decimating them one by one. Um, it was a nice moment. Pretty sure they were bots. It was too easy, but I don't care. I'll take it anyway. But yeah, I've been playing Star Wars as well. I've got to what I believe to be a underwater level. I've just got one of those Star Wars um, underwater breather things. Yeah. So I assume I'm going underwater. Which... So you're, on, you're in Kashyyyk. Yeah, I don't know what's to come. I have I, I stopped just before the level started. But I assume you know I was surrounded by a lot of monsters and lots of creatures. <laughs> and... you are, you're, you're about to come up to one of my favourite parts of that game. And oh. I, I'm very much looking forward to seeing to, to hearing from what you think about it. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, still really enjoying it. Still having a lot of fun with it. Um, I'm jumping between that and Shenmue, so it's a weird, it's a weird mixture of like playing my PS4 and then going back to my Dreamcast. Kind of a strange sensation, but yeah, I'm having a great time. So that's my three. I think, to be honest, these are going to be my three games to see out of the year until until I get Dead End Job, obviously, which will consume my life. Um, is it a multiplayer game? Can it be played online, or is it a local game? I think it's I think it's local only. 
Uh, but I guess with share play, you could probably kind of force that into lo- into online. Oh, okay. Because right, yeah. you can you can share play add second controller to and then have. Obviously, this is on PlayStation only. But yeah, if you've got share play, you could probably force it as a co-op online. We shall see. Yeah, indeed. Looking Worth forward to try. Oh, I've been playing uh, Project X Cloud as well. How are you finding it? Man, on my internet, it is the second coming of Christ. Nice. It is It is PlayStation Now with a foot up its ass, and it genuinely works. I'm super impressed. I went out and picked up an Xbox controller uh, the other day just to properly try it out, and I've been playing Gears 5, um, I played Forza. Forza was a big one for me, because I wanted to, you know, racing games are quite instantaneous in terms of your button mashing, and so I wanted to see if it worked, and it worked like a dream. And Gears 5 was a lot of fun. I played Crackdown. I got 10 minutes into that and nothing to do with xCloud's technology, but I turned it off. Oof. <laughs> good Lord. <laughs> yeah, it's not very good, is it? No. No. I, as much as I loved the first one and the second one was there, yeah, I did not like the third one at all. And I am very thankful I didn't spend 50 quid on it. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've only tested it on my home Wi-Fi at the moment, but it's, it's working really, really well. I've got no complaints at all. I haven't tried it on my 4G. My house doesn't, I can't get a phone signal in my house, so I can't test that. But once I'm out in the world, I'll give it a go. But so far, so good. Very impressed. Very happy to be in the uh, the testing period, because I think this time next year, when it's a lot more established and Game Pass and all of my Xbox games can be played on it, then it's it's going to be really, really awesome. And definitely something that I'm going to look into um, investing in, for sure. Because it works. Stadia didn't have this beta test thing that I could try. You know, the release now for Stadia is the beta test, whereas Microsoft has done it properly and gone, here, just a few people playing it. Let's see how it goes. So far, so good. No complaints. Excellent news. Yeah. I tried it on my 4G. I borrowed my cousin's Xbox controller for a weekend. And I'll be honest, it wasn't as successful at mine, but we all know what my internet connection is like. And I do live in a bit of a weird spot where 4G kind of phases in and out. So... Maybe not for Stoke, but I mean, I'm more than willing to give it more of a try as soon as I can actually get my Xbox controller. My Xbox controller. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because Sean Davies, Sean Davies has bought an Xbox One. Yeah. If you're an, uh, an avid listener of the podcast, you'll know that it took a long time to convince him to get one. Now he's taking the jump. Absolutely. It's just for Games Pass. Yeah. And I'm going to call it Games Pass forever. You will never stop me calling it Games Pass, not Game Pass. That's not, that's not what it's called. I don't care. Bloody Northerners. <laughs> we do what we want. We do what we want. We're uh, from up north. Yeah. We do what we want. Uh, I was just watching an election debate, and the only person from up north was a representative of the Brexit party. That sounds about right. Tells you everything you need to know about Northerners. Yeah, I had a Brexit party uh, leaflet pushed through my letterbox. Which was very well timed because I had a lot of dog poo to pick up in the backyard. <laughs> it came in very handy. Thank you, Brexit Party. <laughs> Cheers, Brexit Party. Right. Anyway, let's move on from politics, and uh, yeah, we we'll go into this week's trivia challenge. Oh, that's cool. I haven't been playing anything this week. Oh God, sorry, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> um, I usually no. do Sean. I usually do Sean before me, and. I, I know, yeah, I know this. Stormed away with it. I'm sorry. That's no, fine. That's fine. Um, uh, now I know a pool okay. field. 
Um, let me just uh, let me no, just, no, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. We'll carry on. I keep this in. It's fine. Um, I haven't let been playing much. Gap. All right. Oh uh, wait, hang on. <clears throat> Greg, what have you been playing this week? Not a lot. No, just continuing with Star Wars. Not very far in it yet. Uh, still cracking on with Death Stranding. I think I'm getting into the end game now, and I'm at that real, really annoying dichotomy of like, I want to finish the story because it's, it's, it's gripped to me. But I know what will happen because there is apparently, uh, like end game content you can carry on. But I know as soon as I finish the story, I did it with so many games. I did it with like the Dishonored 2 and um, Phantom Pain. I finish it and go, oh, I'll go back to that. Control, prime example. I know if I, when I finish the story, I, I will give it a very long time before I go and clean up the extra stuff. So I'm at that weird point now where like I want to finish Death Stranding because it still makes no sense to me. But I don't want to ruin it for myself just yet. Does that sound weird? Does anyone else do that or is it just me? I, I tend to not move on if i've decided that i'm going to clear that game 100 percent, i decide pretty early on and then once i've finished it i just carry on i need to do that with more i think to get my money's worth and actually finish a game like i need to go back to control but then there's just not enough hours in the day exactly um, exactly yeah that's the problem and i've still got devil may cry to finish i'm only on like mission eight of 20 of that so you know Obviously not doing very well on that one. No, that's it really. Star Wars Death Stranding and I've got a game for review at the moment, which I'm pretty sure is out, so I can talk about how shit it is. So it, it's really, really, really bad. Is that Citadel Forged from Ash? Forged from Fire? <laughs> I've had it for a couple of weeks now. I wanted to give it until launch to see if it would actually get any better. And I have it's 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 awful. It's really bad. I've no idea what's going on in it. You start a new character each time and some stupid hub party thing of up to fifty people and there's no real context to it. And I've seen the trailer. The trailer looked really good, you know, flying around on brooms and all the spells and stuff. And I'm just like, where does this... I, I know you're not going to give it to you straight away, but there is no real imperative or drive or anything to want to carry on. It's just, it's awful. So yeah, my review is not going to be shining on that one. So uh, yeah, that's been it. Really. I keep dabbling with that and I get about 10 minutes in and go, I have no idea what I'm doing. So... I mean, it's not from, I'm not very good at games or anything. I'm just literally like, what is the drive here? What is to keep me from playing this? Yeah. And my, my friend was wowed by the trailer and he said it, it has one of the worst onboardings of a game he has ever attempted. So like the first half an hour, it was just like, whack, 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 whack. And it was just like, I don't understand what the hell's going on. He's yeah. not been back to it. He's, he played a half an hour and he's not been back to it. Yeah. that's. I, I mean, I need to play more for the sake of reviewing it, but I'm just like, I have no idea what's going on. So yeah, Star Wars, which is good. Death Stranding, which I have no idea what's going on, but I like. And Citadel, which is just a pile of turd. So yeah, that's been my week. No real change from last week, to be honest. Now we can do the quiz. I don't feel left out now. Oh, good. Fair enough. Sorry. <laughs> my bad. It's all right. It's fine. It's fine. <sighs> right. It is now time for... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the most exhilarating, most exciting, most electrifying video game quiz in all the world! Hosting the Finger Guns Trivia Challenge. Lock up your daughters. Hold on to your butts and go absolutely uptown Funkatron for the smoothest cat in the entire podcast cosmos. It's the knowledge himself, Mr. Sean Davies! Hello. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Finger Guns Trivia Challenge. This week, can you smell? Can you rock? smell what the quiz is about? It's all I'm about an all-American hero. 
What? Man, I can't are remember you... any WWE intro music anymore. Are you, are you? Was that Hulk Hogan you were going for there? Oh, uh, what was the Hulk one? Um, Possibly. What you gonna do when he's what? What big? What size were they? Thirty-four, thirty-six inch, twenty-four inch <laughs> pythons. What were they called? What size were they? <laughs> oh yeah. Not, it's, yeah, come on, Sean, don't laugh. You know what? What's the answer? No, like, I don't. I don't like. I, I, he's I'm talking about his arms, blank. isn't he? He's like, what yeah. you gonna do when these twenty-four inch pythons come out? You know, that's as much as my wrestling. Go. I don't know. Wrestling's shit. Okay, this isn't a wrestling uh, quiz, by the way. <laughs> Sean, Sean Michaels, he's here and he's gonna punch people. I can't remember. Yeah, it. I'm the Big Sean. That's the one. There, big, the Big Sean. Big show, yeah. Big show, yeah. Well, I'm the oh, Big Sean. Brett the Hitman Heart and his brother are gonna go mess some people up. Oh, yeah. No, he's not, because one of them died. Oh, <laughs> is it Owen Hart that died from falling off of something and breaking Zip his line. neck? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ouch. Yeah. On that positive note, let's do a quiz. <laughs> we are getting sidetracked. Undertaker. <laughs> Bong. Undertaker. This doesn't work, does it? <laughs> do you guys remember Paul Bearer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. My sure. Undertaker. <laughs> Do you know how long it took me as a kid to understand that his sure, name was like... That yeah. <laughs> Undertaker right. and the poor bearer. Here's, oh. here's one for you. Here's one for you. Um, you both like some rockish metal stuff. I mean, you can edit this out, but this is just a sidetrack for you. Have you ever heard of the band Alexis on Fire? Yeah. Right. Yes. Have you heard of the band City in Colour? Yeah. Well, it's Dallas Green's side project, isn't it? Yeah. But it took me a while to realise City and Colour, Dallas Green. Uh... Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> you don't know that? Have you just picked that? Or is, is that a new thing for you? Or have you uh... That's, that is a new thing for me. It's, also... <laughs> <laughs> it's so simple when someone tells you. It's It's... So tedious. <laughs> it's just like it's like he went. What can I call myself, Dallas? Oh yeah, I'm a city in a color. Whee. Oh my god. Yeah. Anyway, this quiz. It's all about Marvel video games. Oh yeah. Oh, it's not about wrestling. It's not about wrestling. This entire oh. divergent kind of ditch off was for yeah. absolutely no reason. Welcome to the Finger Guns Trivia Challenge. This week's quiz is all about Marvel video games. If you've never done this quiz before, I'm going to ask 10 questions, and Ross and Greg are going to participate by writing down their answers. And then towards the end of the podcast, we will give out the answers, see which of Ross and Greg manages to add to their total of wins, and uh, we'll see how you get on too. So are you guys ready for this? I suppose. Okay. Can I just confirm um, who's currently in the lead? Uh, I don't know, honestly. I haven't been keeping score for a while, you know. I think I think it's I think you spell it N A R C I double S I T I S T Narcissist. I was doing so well, and I just got I was live on air, and I was like, hang on. How do I spell narcissist? Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> you got so far through it as well, and I was like, "He's gonna go for oh, it!" Oh no! It was gonna turn so it close. Like... 
it was going to turn into one of those like Mobius strips of words. Narcissistic. Ross is a leader. He's a... Ross is leading, and it's not fair because he gets a lot of biased questions. Um, wow. Or Ross's gaming knowledge is vaster than yours. Just saying. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ready? Question one. Which company is publishing the Marvel Avengers game set to release in 2020? Beep. 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 Should know this. Is it really Question April? one. Which company? Ma- I think it's May, isn't it? Is it May? They've only made one level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is the entire game. Uh, great. <laughs> Okay, question one. Which company is publishing the Marvel Avengers game set to release in 2020? Question two. The first ever game based on a Marvel comic character was released in 1982 on the Atari 2600. Which character was it based on? So question two. The first ever game based on a Marvel comic character was released in 1982 on the Atari 2600. Which character was it based on? Dunes. It's really hard not to break into the theme tune. I was I was almost going to do it. That's why I went. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Question three. X Men: The Arcade Game was released in which decade? The eighties or the nineties? That's the TV show theme, so that's by the by. Yes. Question three X Men, the arcade game, was released in which decade? The 80s or the 90s? Hey, kids, who remembers Dazzler? (laughs) No one. (laughs) Okay, question four. Ignoring the Lego compilation games, which of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies was the last? to receive a tie-in video game? Oh, good question. Ooh, yeah, that is... Um... Ooh. I'm going to throw a wild card on that one. Oh, don't write the word wild in the question answer, though. That's not the <laughs> title. Okay, question four. Ignoring the LEGO compilation games, which of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies was the last to receive a tie-in game? Okay. Ooh. Oh, wait, no. No, it's not a tying game at all. Sorry. Lego games. Is this is this Star Wars one ever going to come out? I hope so. Uh, oh, that really good one. Um, is it the complete or something like that? The, the Skywalker Saga? Yeah, that looks really yeah. good. That's really cool. I haven't seen anything about it since E3. Yeah, you're right. It's been very um, quiet. Mm. Let's hope. Almost as if they're busy making it. <laughs> you hope so, wouldn't you? You hope so. Okay, uh, question five. The X-Men 2 video game, which released in 1994, shares an identical subtitle with that of a Star Wars movie. What is the subtitle? So question five. The X-Men 2 video game, released in 1994, shares an identical subtitle with that of a Star Wars movie. What is the subtitle? Oh. 
We do know. I mean, there's, there's 10 Star Wars from movies. Yeah, I know. That's one of 10 to choose from. I don't, I don't remember X-Men Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> well. There's a crossover. Showing a big gap in your gaming knowledge here, Roscoe. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I missed that one. Okay. Uh, question six. Which Marvel superhero is getting his own solo VR game next year? Question six. Which Marvel superhero is getting his own Marvel su <laughs> his own solo VR game next year? Nearly read out the answer. <laughs> I don't know. Oh wait, I might you do. do. You do know. Alright, I do know. <clears throat> I watched uh, Captain Marvel again today. How did you find it? It's very enjoyable. Good man. Very lost in rules. Okay, question seven. Name any five of the 12 villains that appear in 2018's Spider-Man game. You want me to list five villains? Five villains. So list five villains out of the possible 12 that appear in 2018's Spider-Man game. For one point. For one point. Wow, that's harsh. I don't remember there being 12. Well, considering this... Oh, no, wait. No, no, no. <laughs> trying to... I'm having trouble counting to five now. Aunt May isn't a villain, is she? I mean, she's a bit harsh. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm going to read that question one more time because it's a long one. So, name any five of the 12 villains that appear in 2018's Spider-Man game. Okay. Question eight. In the original Marvel Ultimate Alliance game, which supervillain is the head of the Masters of Evil and the final boss? So question eight, in the original Marvel Ultimate Alliance game, which supervillain is the head of the Masters of Evil and the final boss? Those are the ones that we played, wasn't it? It was. And they were terrible. Yes, with the incredible input delay. Yeah. Like you we were push. streaming it. <laughs> yeah, that was fantastic. Uh, no wonder it went to Switch exclusively in the end. <laughs> uh, question 9 Telltale Games developed a 5 part episodic game series about which Marvel Comics hero group question 9 Telltale Games developed a 5 part episodic game series about which Marvel Comics hero group R.I.P. Telltale no no rising from the grave Telltale <laughs> <laughs> okay and last question question 10 what is the best selling game based on Marvel comic characters oh I see oh 
All right, can I just be... make sure I've got the the questions in the right order? So, All right, five, was, five, five was the X-Men sharing a Star Wars title, wasn't it? Yeah. Six was the... Superhero VR game. Yep. you just giving the answer away. Uh, five was the... Um... Uh, sorry, seven was the name five of the doofers, wasn't it? Yeah. Eight, nine... Ten. Cool. Yep. And you've just given away the other one. Because you said what was what hero's getting his own game next year. And you just said it's a VR game. Yeah, that was the question. No, that you said what hero's getting his standalone game next year. Yeah, which Marvel superhero is getting their own standalone VR game next year? Oh you year? said VR. Alright, fine. I should really pay more attention to the quiz and I wouldn't have asked to ask that question, would I? No. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and okay. that was really blunt. No. <laughs> Um, okay, and just in case, tiebreaker question, including all of the DLC characters, how many playable characters are there in the Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 Black Order? <sighs> just in case. Did it was the three? Came out on Switch exclusively. Uh... Yeah. Wasn't there a big issue with their uh, with the Marvel games and so Oh no, that was the X Men games, wasn't it? Mutant Academy, not Mutant Academy. Um, there was an X Men game on the Xbox 360 that had to be recalled because of the whole Silicon yes. Knights thing. Yes, I have a copy. It's Wee. terrible. <laughs> um, what's it called? Um, oh, X Men Beyond or something like that. Saw that. So yeah, that is all ten questions for this week's quiz. Thank bit you very much, John. Oh, it's a pleasure as always. Love it. That was a lot of fun. Cool. All right then, let's move on to some news. And first up, we're going to talk about Xbox and Phil Spencer because he's getting a little bit of flack at the moment in regards to what he said about Project Scarlet, their upcoming uh, console due next Christmas, and their future for VR. Over at Eurogame, I'm going to read what they said. Wesley Yin Paul said, VR will not play a significant role in Project Scarlet, the boss of Xbox has indicated. Xbox chief Phil Spencer told Stev Viver in a recent interview that Xbox customers simply are not asking for VR. But it also sounds like Spencer doesn't fancy VR himself either. Quote, I have some issues with VR. It's isolating, and I think of games as a communal kind of together experience. We're responding to what our customers are asking for, and nobody's asking for VR. Now, this is an interesting thing. Um, Sean said to me that Shuhei had responded, and I haven't seen that. What did Shuhei say? So Shuhei Yoshida, immediately after this um, interview went live, tweeted with a thinking face going into a speech, like a a thought bubble, uh, we oftentimes work hard to make things that no customers are asking for. Mm. Which, you know, based on Sony's track record, I think you'd say that's probably... You know, they've, they've, what was it that Ford said? You know, if people asked back in the day, they'd probably just ask for a faster horse. Obviously, before the car was invented. So, you yeah. know, it, it's got a point. <laughs> mm. This is interesting. What do you make of this? I mean, Xbox is evidently, even Nintendo have got their own sort of VR thing in a way. Do you think Xbox are being a little cautious here or a little bit? Daft. Do you think VR? Do you think VR has a place in 
the next kind of like Xbox iterations. Because I mean, we're talking like years ago. Do you remember um, in Lumi Room? Oh yeah, was a concept that Microsoft had where they had this thing that would light up the entire room, and you could basically see the whole game around you, and it was amazing. Obviously, it never came to anything, which was devastating. So they've they've always had a kind of inkling about immersion in some way. Do you think that has that been pulled now? Or are they purely focusing on the the controller screen communal experience? I think they've kind of had to, and I, I mean, you look at Hololens that came out, and basically nobody could afford it or would want to in a real-world capacity. It was all kind of aimed towards industry. And now HoloLens 2 is coming out, and it's pretty much the same, and they're saying that you know there's not going to be a retail version of it until 2022. I don't think Microsoft are that interested in getting into these AR, mixed reality, VR spaces right now, because I think they've got quite a lot of, on their plate just trying to you know, make money out of Xbox. And I think they've made a lot of good moves in that space. But I do think that VR is on the cusp of being something big. And I know neither of you guys have got VR headsets, so but I know you did have one, Ross. But you look at, you know, um Beat Saber, you know, Beat Studios just got bought by Facebook. Um, Super Hot VR sold more copies on VR than it did on any other platform. Um No Man's Sky uh, Beyond sold for it brought an extra 24 million dollars into sales of no man's sky you know vr isn't just a small thing anymore it's it's pretty big and i think ignoring it's you know not even having any skin in the game is a bit short-sighted i think a good example of that is valve recently i mean the the entire industry has been clamoring for a new Half Life, and the next one's going straight to VR. You know, I think if that is an indication of what the power of VR, I don't know what it is really. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of the, a lot of what's happening with VR now is the fact that VR is is incredibly different to develop for than it is to develop for any other type of game. You've got to develop it in an entirely new way. You've got to really get into a different thought process. And a lot of the bigger developers that have got a bit of money to spare have allowed teams to do this to see if they will. So you look at you know Valve, they've got money to burn and they've got developers who wanted to make a new Half-Life game. And that's how it works at Valve. You know, they've got no hierarchy. You work on projects you want to work on and you don't work on anything you don't want to work on. So it, people at Valve must have liked this enough to do it. And a lot of VR projects nowadays are like that. There are very few commercially driven VR projects. But the fact of the matter is Half-Life and Half-Life Alex has been all the kind of PC gaming websites can talk about for a week. It's it's like the tip of everyone's tongue. And everyone who's played it, including Phil Spencer now, is saying it's damn good. So it feels short-sighted to not have at least some kind of VR offering, even if it's just like a connection, if they teamed up with Oculus or teamed up with, you know, Five or whoever, just to allow connection to their headsets, you know, not selling their own, because there was always that kind of rumour about an Xbox VR headset that kind of never came to fruition. And I guess that was because of HoloLens, but, you know, not to have nothing in that space, whereas, you know, 
this tweet from Shue saying we are definitely continuing with VR, basically. And, you know, we know that for the fact that there's three Sony studios working on VR games. So they definitely are continuing with VR. And, you know, Xbox aren't. And it, it might it might pay off. It might not. But to not even bother to try and attempt to, it's, it's a bit odd. Do you think there may be down the line, rather than making their own headset, they'll partner with someone, say, hey, HTC or even Steam? There was a, a partnership with Oculus a long time ago. And I don't know if, if you can remember this, but there was like a big announcement and everyone was like, oh, it's going to be, you know, a partnering of, of, you know, Oculus is coming to Xbox and that never happened. I think if they were ever going to do it, I think, you know, they would they would partner now because I think they are better at the software side of it than the hardware. You know, you look at their software stuff, you know, the, the services and the network, it is second to none. You know, you, could, you can say the PlayStation Network's increased, you know, tenfold over this generation, but it's still not on the par of the Xbox, you know, network. So if they can con- concentrate on the software side and just partner with somebody to provide a decent headset, then, yeah, they should do. You would hope so. Mm, interesting. Uh, Greg, have you got any thoughts on this? Have you got any thoughts on the future of VR? Would you like to see Xbox dip their toe into that particular pool? I have only played VR a couple of times, so I can't really hold that much of an opinion on it. I like what I've played. For me, it's not an investment, but I think I've said before in one of the casts, just because it's not for me doesn't mean I'm against it or anything. I think with the Xbox thing, it's just funny. I I think Phil Spencer's just jealous because Connect failed. It's, it's just like, well, I'm going to try Connect, and because it failed really badly, it's like, no, I don't want to try anything else, and everything else is shit. That's my childish yeah. approach on it. I think Sean's summed it up quite succinctly, as he does. Hence, why we call him the knowledge. So, me following Sean is just like, um, yeah, what he said. Let me ask you this, though, Greg. <laughs> oh, what, what what would it take? So, you've said you've been impressed with with what you've played. What would it take for you to invest in a headset? Uh, money, usually. That's, well, what okay. a, that's what I have a lack of. Um, is, is, no, that, just, is that the no, barrier no, price, no, no. So. I mean, no, it's for me buying a VR headset would be a luxury. Uh, I think it's just I don't know. I, I'm still of that fashion that I like just relaxing whilst playing games. I know that sounds pretty really like silly because I've probably aged myself 30 years playing Sekiro, but I just I've never been a big fan of Connect, iToy, the camera, and all that malarkey. Just and like playing on the Wii and stuff because I just want to sit and chill. But I know you don't have to be standing up and physically active to play every VR game. I'm not doing like a blanket thing about that. I don't know. I think when it finally does become the next step of gaming, then I will probably get on board with it. If it becomes this runaway success and a lot more uh, immersion can be put into the player, then and, and that becomes the next way of playing games as we've evolved from, you know, 8-bit, 16, 32 and all that, then, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd roll with it. But at the moment, as a as an optional luxury, there are some games I do want to play in there. Like, I want to play the L.A. Noir VR files. They look quite fun. And there's one, I think, that's on the Oculus, the robot one, Robot Rampage. You know, you've got robots coming at you and you can flip yeah. your guns around and that kind of stuff. Yeah, there are there are some games that do look pretty interesting. And someone's modded um, Star Wars to play with VR, haven't they? Well, well, the the Oculus has uh, Vader Immortal 
and okay. there's three episodes of it now, which are which are basically you play as Vader and you just cut through anything that comes at you with a, a red lightsaber. And from, from what I've heard, it's it's very very entertaining. I kind of wish that you know Oculus hadn't paid for it so that everyone else could have it eventually. But uh, yeah, it you know VR. That's one of the things that pisses me off about VR at the minute. That, that, that there's so many exclusives. Um. And you're right, it is an investment because even if you buy one headset, you can't play everything. Yeah, exactly. There are different things across the board. So if there were to be a blanket system that played a lot of stuff, then maybe... I know it's like a pipe dream. Uh, Like I said, I'm not against it. I don't hate it. I don't see people that got VR headsets and go, oh, losers playing in their immersive virtual reality worlds. It's It's just never taken my fancy as an expense. You know, I do look at some of the sales and go, well, I wouldn't mind a VR headset. And for all its faults, towards the end game, Resident Evil 7 was a good game. So playing that in VR, I've I've got a friend who has played it in VR and said it was absolutely terrifying. And there are yeah. some games that I would like to try on it. But um, yeah, it's just, for me, it's still an extravagance that I'm just not really invested on. Um, I played Sniper Elite at EGX and that was really good. And I really liked the way they held it. And you actually had, obviously, they had the Move Controller Edition. Uh, what's it called? The Aim Controller. Aim Controller, yeah. And that was really cool, like actually bringing the scope up and getting involved. So when they do actually make games that like that will be the forefront of ways to go, then yeah. But I mean, I'm I'm talking 10, 15, maybe 20 odd years down the line. Maybe sooner, I don't know. So yeah, I mean, I'm not anti-VR. I've just never really been rush to go out and get one fair enough fair enough yeah, Thanks, no, in regards to in regards to phil spencer being grumpy i think he's just salty <laughs> mm. it is interesting that you said you know it's isolating i think of games as communal kind of together i mean i don't remember connect ever being a communal experience i don't remember it ever working with two people <laughs> that's true it was it was like <laughs> it, it it barely worked with one person let's be honest <laughs> and so you know, maybe the failure of that has made Xbox go, "Oh, okay. Well, no, nobody wants that. We'll just, we'll just fuck it off." You know, and it's, yeah, it's a weird thing for him to say. He's always so positive and always so engaging about the industry. Maybe, so maybe think... he's throwing a red herring. Maybe he's about to announce a VR headset tomorrow. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Surprise! The the AI that helps you through it is Milo. Oh. Callback. Oh. <laughs> Hi Milo, how are you today? Hello Jen. Oh. I'm good. Oh, I remember that. Do you remember that video? Uh, oh my god. Yeah. Video, absolutely a video, never a demonstration yeah. <laughs> in all my life. Absolutely. There was a great one of um IGN did a parody of that video and it was like Jessica Chobot and somebody else and Milo was on the screen and then Jess- Jessica Chobot and her boyfriend in the video just started getting it on and Milo was just standing there watching them. Hello. And he was like, "Can I he, join in?" He was, he was like tapping the screen and things. It was like it was just like, <laughs> "Oh my god, that's so weird." I'll try and find the video. It was very funny. Kind of concrete proof then that the Scarlet is just going to be a flat-out games console, which the majority of people want, I'd imagine. Yeah, we're not going to see we're not going to see Connect 3.0, are we? No. Oh please, no. that would be so funny. <laughs> that would be so funny. Oh hey, god, imagine. Here's the game. Here's the game system, but we're not going to announce any games for it. Uh, here's all the TV apps that you can download, <laughs> <laughs> and here's Connect Three. <laughs> Amazing! That would be Man. fantastic. 
next year's E3 is going to be very interesting. Phil Spencer, by the way, here's our VR headset. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Console exclusive, Half-Life Alex. Boom, done. That's all he needs to do. Yeah. That is all he needs to do. Mm. People will be on board, but never mind. Right then, let's move on to a, another wondrous feat of technology. Google Stadia! Uh, if you've been keeping up with Google Stadia's interesting launch, well, let's just say it hasn't gone particularly well. Called it. Uh, the... <laughs> Whatever, Greg, you know nothing about Stadia. Yeah, you're right. You're I right. know Stadia's right. nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so glad I cancelled my thing. Goodness. Anyway, let's get into the story because Google have a thing called Google, uh, Stadia Pro where you sign up, eight nine nine a month, you get free games and you get all sorts of stuff like 4K gaming and things. And this week, they decided to announce what's coming next month, like, like their PS Plus Xbox Live thing that they do. And next month, you get Farming Simulator 19 and the definitive edition of Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider, the 2013 Tomb Raider, which you can either buy right now on Stadia for £8, or you wait like three days and get it for free on Stadia Pro. Now, some people obviously have already brought this game, and so Google have had to cough up refunds because they announced it was coming free, obviously after everyone bought it which to be fair did not go down particularly well so my question to you guys is how do you think stadia is doing at the moment i'll start with greg google mondo there that's it is. what i called it and that's what i said it's gonna happen and i said it's gonna be shit and it is it certainly seems that way it there's so many different people some people are saying that it works perfectly some people are saying that it works terribly what was it? Uh, oh, God, what's her name? Um, Alana, Alana Pierce? Oh, yeah. Alana Pierce over at Funhouse had a one gigabyte connection in her house or in the office where she worked, and she could not get a stable connection to Stadia, which is terrifying. But then there's some people that say, you know, it works fine on their like 100, 125 megabyte a second connections. It's very, very up and down. And Stadia seems to be making some very strange moves at the moment. This is a very strange move. You know, available now for free, you can get now Destiny 2, the full collection, everything on Destiny 2. There's no, there's not enough people playing the game, so you can't really match make in it yet because there's not enough people <laughs> to make games, which is astonishing, even though it's completely free with the system when you buy it. But not enough people are playing it, so that's that. But yeah, they're refunding games two weeks after the system was actually released, which is absolutely crazy. So, uh, Sean, what do you think of Stadia thus far? It's not good, is it? No. Really not good. They put out a poster, which was 60 frames per second, 4K gameplay, no game downloads, um, a growing library, and one other promise. And so far, I think all but two have been broken. So they, they can't deliver 60 frames per second. They can't deliver 4K. The gate did you did you hear about NBA 2K downloading updates on Stadia? No, go on. So so people were loading up uh, NBA 2K 19 or 20, whatever it is on there at the minute, and as they started the game, it said an updated need update update needed to happen, and the game kicked them out and started to download an update. The the major selling point of Stadia was that you could just pick up a controller and boot it and you know load it from wherever. It's updating a game somewhere on a server. But wait a minute. Google said that that wasn't going to happen. Exactly. 
They said that the update would just be there. Surprising, that, isn't it? Oh, bother. <laughs> oh, bother. <laughs> That's the most <laughs> British way of saying, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> um, yeah, they've they've totally... I, I give it six months, and if they haven't ironed these things out, it goes subscription service, because the pricing is bonkers on there at the minute. And I, I think they're going to have to reduce the price. And I mean, there's, there's, if xCloud lands and, and hits, it's dead. It's just dead. And Google have a track record of abandoning crap things. So, you know, I hope everyone's got them controllers because they can end up in a museum in six months. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you threw into the, uh, the Slack the other day, the price list of all these Stadia games. And there was the Assassin's Creed Odyssey Ultimate Edition, which was £130. Yeah. Yeah, if people, which... thought, there was a, uh, if people thought it was a Switch tax, then uh, you went <laughs> nothing yet. Which is, the same, which is the same price as the system itself. And it makes it, no you, sense. You could buy it, and you'll have no idea if it works. It's so bonkers. Should they, should they have kicked off Stadia as a Game Pass esque service rather than individual games. You I think, think that would have saved them a lot of bother. I think I think they needed to shoot their shot. I think that you know you know launch if it have if it works and people take to it, you know they're going to be raking it in. I, you know I don't think anyone can can blame them for saying you know here's a thing that potentially could be groundbreaking. It's going to come at a premium, but I think. They've they quickly realised that when they pitched this, they were pitching it at people who already have a standard. You know, they they pitched it to console gamers, and what they've delivered is a worse experience than the things that people already own. So they they need to adjust their expectations accordingly. And a subscription service might be the best way out of this hole for them. Yeah, I think that's what a lot of people were expecting because they they took so long to announce what their store was going to be. And what was it? You posted the the prices into the Slack, and stay there. I think it was due maybe a day later or two days later. Yeah, that's absolutely mad. And you can't buy the games on the Pro, can you? No, you have you, to, you you have have to, to buy the games phone. on your phone. Yeah, the, so there's this, no actual dedicated store yet. The store comes later. Here's a controller with access to a service, but you have to buy your games elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. this, is what I was, this is what I was saying earlier. You know, xCloud is doing what they're supposed to do. They're, they're beta testing it with a very small number of people. You know, they're not ready. It's not ready to launch. It's nowhere near ready to launch. Of course it isn't. That's the whole point, isn't it? Exactly. And Stadia obviously wasn't ready to go. The announcement... Yeah, it's almost like, we're Google, bitch. We'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the... Uh, just the idea of what's his face from Google saying it's Google bitch. We'll be fine. It's just, <laughs> just blowing my mind. <laughs> I mean, Google obviously see a future in this. They're investing in studios. They're making exclusive games. Are we ever going to see those games? Not if this tire fire doesn't go uh, as planned. Mm. Oh man. It's, it's, it's so strange because yeah, their biggest competition is X cloud and X cloud for all intents and purposes right now is killing it. And, we said it at the XO19 event. You know, they announced that XCloud is going to be connecting with Game Pass, and then XCloud will allow you to play every game in your Xbox library straight to your phone. 
or your tablet or whatever it is. I mean, there's no competition, is there? That's a game changer. Yeah, that's that's an industry changer right there. Yeah. If if it works and you can get a subscription for what is likely to be a hundred games for less than a ten or a month on whatever device you want, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's game over for a lot of people. That is. Do you see Microsoft have got a bit of a, a head? Oh, they head they start. are they are leaps and bounds ahead of it. Like you said, all all the feedback you've had is good, whereas Stadia, I've not seen one positive yet. And that's obviously from the the one X Cloud source was you and a couple of things I read online. But Stadia just seems like a bit of a Oop, so it coming that that idea that they were too big to fail kind of thing. Yeah. All the money and the crazy marketing adverts and yeah, it just reeks of history repeating itself of other big companies that just yeah, would be big and brash and loud and amazing and then they don't. Just it smacks of engage and Gizmondo, you know. We're gonna be amazing, we're gonna take a existing formula and change it and it just looks a bit shit. And, yeah, sorry. I mean, that sounds like a very glib response, but yeah, I've said it from the start. Not a fan of it, and um, yeah, it's not done very well, has it? So you're not going to get Stadia over a VR headset? Nope. Oh. What about Switch? Yeah, maybe. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Link's Awakening. When it finally drops down to uh, cheap enough, I might do. But I got more chance of getting a Switch than I have either of those two. Yeah. Oh, that Nintendo tax. Yeah. Link's Awakening's not going to be cheap for a long time. I know, I know. <laughs> oh well, plenty of time to save up, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Christmas is coming, pocket money and all that. Yeah, there's some good Black Friday deals actually at the moment for Switch. There's not none for Stadia. I mean, if Stadia dropped down to fifty pounds tomorrow, I would still want to buy one. Be, I'd probably be tempted <laughs> to get in on the ground and just see what happens in a year's time, you know. But uh, yeah, all my money for game streaming will go to. Xbox at this present moment. We shall see if PlayStation now ever expands to uh, to mobile phones and tablets and things. That would be nice if it did. But then they're behind as well because there's no they haven't got their first parties on there. And God, Xbox are killing it. Bloody hell! Right then, what's next? Ah, yes, PS Plus and Xbox Games with Gold in December. Uh, this is just a quick one, but we'll have a quick nudge through them see if they're worth your <laughs> worth your free time. So on Xbox One, uh, December the first to the thirty first. Insane Robots, which, as far as I know, is a rad game, right? It is. We've got a review on our website on fingerguns.net. I yeah. reviewed it last year. It was, it's it's a damn good hex battler. It's got a lot of personality, and it riffs on a lot of pop culture. So, yeah, it's it's a fun... It's entirely unique in its systems. There's no game like it. Not even now, years after, and nobody's tried to innovate on any, and anything it does. It is a cracking game, and it's well worth your time, so... If you've got Xbox Gold, go and get it. Sweet. And also, um, a game that I know that you love, uh, Jurassic World Evolution. An absolute cracker again. Good setup, that is. Yeah. yeah. The, the, you can also read my review of that game on videogoods.net. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, I did play Jurassic World Evolution. Um, I couldn't get into it myself, unfortunately. I really wanted to. But, uh, yeah, it didn't work for me. But Sean loves it. And, well, Sean knows what he's talking about. So make sure you listen to him. A game, I, a game I do know a lot about is Toy Story 3. Man, that's a good game. It's a what? very underrated game that one, Toy Story Three. There's this, there's a mode in it called Toy Box, where you can just you can just you can just fuck about with the Toy Story characters, just playing like random little missions and building things and stuff. And it's just it's just really inventive, and the level design is really good in Toy Story Three. And um, yeah, it's one of those games that could be quite easily written off as just a licensed, you know, a licensed game for the film. But there was a lot of thought put into it, and it's actually really good. 
I, I don't think I've ever heard the sen- sentence "fuck about with the Toy Story characters." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, I can't ever say that again. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. That's what the game is. Fuck about with Toy Story characters. Toy Story yeah, Three. I remember, it always has some appeal. It always seems to turn up on lists of stuff, and I've never actually played it. I always thought it was just a weird tie-in game. It always mm. seems to appear as like a, a heralded adaption. Yeah, well, now you can. See, December, okay. December the 1st. If you get bored of Death Stranding and Star Wars, there you go. You've probably, I should probably play more Devil May Cry, I think. <laughs> uh, maybe, but is Woody in that? No, no, he's not. Is Buzz Lightyear in that? No. <laughs> Finally, Xbox are getting Castlevania Laws of Shadow, Mirror of Fate, HD, from December 16th to the 31st. That is your Christmas game from Xbox to you. Has anyone played that? Any? Uh, briefly, it's a side scroller which I briefly have played. Looks alright. I mean, I I remember playing like a little bit of it and thinking, yeah, it looks pretty good. I never really got that far in. If it's the one I'm thinking of, it's like a Shadow Complex, like two and a half D type one. How about that? Over at PlayStation Plus, you're getting Monster Energy Supercross, the the official video game. Uh, which we end up reviewing quite a bit, these Monster Energy games. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we give them to Paul, because Paul just seems to like them. And, yeah, they're not terrible at all. So give them a crack if you fancy a Supercross game. But most importantly, Titanfall 2 is coming to PS Plus, which, Ooh. I mean, it's it's always a cliche at this point, but it is hands down one of the best first-person shooters this generation. And it was so sadly left to die when it was released, uh, shoved between a new Battlefield and a new Call of Duty, and it was not given the love it deserved. And as such, the guys that made it went on to make Apex Legends and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. So that hasn't been a title since, but it is just exceptional. Am I right? Yeah, I really enjoyed the campaign of it. Yeah, it was really, really cool. Uh, Sean, have you played it? You know I have. It's amazing. Yes, it is. <laughs> I just wanted to get your enthusiasm. It, it it's it's hands down the best shooter on this generation. There's there's nothing like it. It's constantly inventive. Some of the best level design in first person shooters ever. And um, yeah, it's criminal. Everyone should download it and then tell Respawn and EA that they need another one. I completely yeah. agree. I completely agree. It's fucking awesome. So I will be. Uh... I think I always play Sean's copy, so I'll be downloading that one again. Probably playing it again. <laughs> so, yeah, we should go online. Like, you know, there's going to be a lot of lot of new people in in this PlayStation Plus part. So maybe mm. maybe we should get online and have some some Titan fun. Prepare for Titanfall. Nice. Yeah, yeah. We'll add it to the list of games that we're going to play online together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, yeah, so they're from next Tuesday. It's always the first Tuesday of the month, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yep. PlayStation Games Land. So look out for those two because they're both pretty good. Uh, right then, finally, uh, when this isn't the last podcast before Christmas, but next week uh, we're going to be very busy talking about our games of the year. So we wanted to get in a quick gift guide, some stuff that we can recommend on each system for you to get for your friends, for your family, for your gaming loved ones. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw it around each person and see if they can recommend a game or an accessory or something that's worth buying for the system if they already have one or if we can recommend which console to get, either at Xbox One, S or X or Pro or PS4. So first up, I'm going to go PS4 to Sean. 
what is like the ultimate thing you can probably recommend to grab this Christmas for a PS4? A dead end job. <laughs> Go out and buy a dead end job. And when you ask me about Xbox One, I'm going to tell you dead end job. And when you ask me about Nintendo Switch, I'm going to tell you dead end job. So this year, you should all gift each other a dead end job. <laughs> if if you actually wanted something to unwrap, there is a dual charging because um, everyone needs two controllers these days. There's an awesome official PlayStation dual charging station that um, we've had for years. Um, it's a bit broken now because the kids just like whack controls into it because they don't know how to put things on gently. But it's it's a godsend. You don't need a USB or anything. It's fantastic, and I would highly advise anybody who's got kids to tell show them how to do it because the kids will just bash it and break it. But it's it is a godsend. It charges really quickly. Awesome. That's what I'm talking about. Keep your dead end job. Yeah. <laughs> if you were to recommend, say, a Sony exclusive, say the top two Sony exclusives, what would they be? Uh, Spider Man and God of War. Yeah, that's what I thought you'd say. <laughs> I could throw Horizon Zero Dawn into that mix as well. Yeah, absolutely. But also, I mean, you know, you could say any PlayStation exclusive at this point, could you? Because there's like Bloodborne, you know, Gran Turismo. It's, it's, buy any of them and you're going to get a good game. Greg, any uh, PlayStation recommendations? No, it sounds pretty obvious for me to say Death Stranding, but I know I said it's going to be a very divisive game. Don't buy it if you can have your family sat around watching your PS4 and watching you play a game because they're not going to enjoy that. Exclusive games? Yeah, I say Bloodborne because I fucking love it as much as I hate it. Yeah, Spider-Man, God of War, uh, Shadow of the Colossus, definitely. If you're going to get a HD, HD? How old am I? 4K TV and a Pro. Yeah, get Shadow of the Colossus because Ooh. one, it's a fantastic game. Two, it's got a beautiful score. And three, it looks bloody fantastic. So yes. if you've ever, if if you're old enough to remember what the first one looked like when it first came out in two thousand and three, four, it's not just a HD remake; it's a full-on remaster that will show off the power of, you know, current generation technologies and consoles. As for sort of killer IP exclusive or not, I'd say get Star Wars just because you know there's a new film coming out and it's a family franchise, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good job. Personally, I would say if you want something, you get a shiny new PS4. Uh, you want something to play immediately with the family. The obvious thing is any of the PlayLink games. Knowledge is power and hidden agenda. <clears throat> stuff that you can all play together. Chimp chim party. Chimp party. Chimp party. Yes. W Word um, Hunters. Oh my God. What a oh collection. Oh my God. Word Hunters. Tell you what, man. There's a lot of fun stuff in, um, in PlayLink. There's another one as well. That's You, uh, which is a yes. game that. I've played with um, my friends and we've had such a blast playing that. Um, PlayLink games, if you don't know, are games that you play on your mobile phone so you don't need you know, multiple numbers of, of uh, controllers. Uh, you just download the app onto your phone and you play the game straight away. It's as simple as that. And for Christmas Day, you know, they're a lot of fun. And obviously, you know, PlayStation Plus, get them a 12-month subscription because otherwise they can't play any games online and that would be very, very sad. Uh, right then, let's move on to Xbox. Greg, any Xbox recommendations? As in killer IPs for the year? <laughs> oh, uh, um, oh, Christ. No. Just, uh, no. <laughs> no. There hasn't, I can't even think of one. Um, uh, what came out this year on the Xbox? Or even as a killer IP? Um, sea of Thieves? No. Forza Horizon 4, maybe. Forza, Forza, yeah. 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 And Game Pass. Definitely get them Game Pass. Because yeah, I mean, that's those, it, isn't it? Then you can play all those without taking a punt on a 40 quid game. <laughs> good old xbox that's the 
I mean, that is the killer app, isn't it? It's Game Pass. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I guess Xbox Live Gold Ultimate, or whatever it's called. Yes. Um, yeah, that's a good saving, that. Which, for £10 a month, combines Xbox Live Gold, which is what you need to play games online, and Xbox Game Pass, combining the two. You just don't need anything else. You really, no, it's, it's really pretty good. Don't need there is a else. massive catalogue of games on there. Yeah. Um, if you're a regular listener of the game of the podcast, you'll know that we talk about the game singular pass uh, quite a lot, and we can't praise it highly enough. It's a bloody awesome service. So if you do wake up on Christmas Day with a shiny new Xbox, whether it be an X, a S, a Xbox One S All Digital Edition. Or an, an OG Xbox One. Oh, imagine if someone gets an OG Xbox One this Christmas. <laughs> oh, then, uh, yeah. You can't go wrong. You don't need to buy games. Just get Game Pass. And it will serve you very, very well. It, of course, includes every single exclusive Xbox One game um, at no extra cost. So it's freaking awesome. And that's about it for Xbox. Uh, Sean, any Xbox recommendations apart from Dead End Job? And Dead Job? <laughs> that's not a thing no dead end job dead end job the or xbox s xbox one s all digital edition the hard drive doesn't seem massive and that one's the one that i'm getting so i'm probably going to be after plumbing for a bigger hard drive especially with games pass so mm-hmm. if you are getting games pass and you are getting an xbox one s all digital edition maybe look at some of the seagate hard drives because, you know, they're cheap enough for a terabyte for like 60 quid. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, the Xbox uh, firmware that's included takes up a hefty chunk of that one terabyte hard drive that comes in the old digital edition. Um, I had the 500 gig Xbox for a while, the 1S, and I could install about seven games, literally. So, yeah, expanded storage is probably a really good idea, particularly with Game Pass, because it's going to be... You're going to be filling it out relatively quickly. Sean? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that. Nintendo Switch. The shiny, shiny Switch. Now, this is a strange thing because I've had a lot of conversations today with parents who are going, oh, I've got two kids. I've just bought them a Switch Lite. I'm like, oh, guys. Oh, guys. Now, a lot of people that are listening to this will already know this, obviously, because we're all part of the gaming circle. But for some people that are not, and listening to this because they want to know what to get people for Christmas. If you have two children, the Switch Lite isn't going to help you out. No. I would highly recommend getting a OG Switch, the red and the blue neon ones, or the black ones, the grey ones. Because most importantly, more than anything, the Switch Lite does not have detachable controllers, which does not make it a two-player system. You'll have to shell out another £75 for two more Joy-Cons in order for it to become a multiplayer system, which at that point, you might as well have just bought the original Switch. So, most importantly, more than anything, if you have one kid, do it. Switch Lite looks awesome, and it feels really nice, and it's a fantastic little handheld system. Still got every game you could play on it. Brilliant. But if you want a little bit of multiplayer goodness, and you want to play your Switch on the big screen, get the original Switch, for God's sake. Don't be stupid. Like those people that I spoke to earlier, who have now taken it back. <laughs> because they didn't ask me first you're doing god's work there sir i really am so many happy children this christmas because of me that sounds (laughs) weird weird. (laughs) sean any game recommendations apart from dead end job job dead end 
<laughs> People should buy Atlas. You know the Toys to Life game? Starlink. Should... Yes, Starlink Battle for Atlas. Yes. Yeah. It's it's cheap as chips now, and it's pretty damn good. Uh, and yes, you, I agree. You get the 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 Lila five to two date so, and the Nintendo Switch. So that's the version you should plumb for. Yeah, I got the Starling Battle for Atlas game and that awesome Starwing figure, the model, for eleven ninety nine. Bargain. Which is almost criminal, to be honest. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, that's a that's a good recommendation. I'll just recommend, obviously. Another stellar year for Nintendo exclusives. So, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate and Mario Maker Two. Man, I've dropped so many hours into Mario Maker Two this year. Highly recommend that. There's a lovely little story mode, and it's very creative. Stuff like Minecraft and Fortnite. You know, it's all about creating things. And Mario Maker Two is just a Mario extension of that, really. And yeah, it's great. Luigi's Mansion Three. I haven't personally played it myself yet, but it's getting great reviews. So there's, I mean, there's so much great stuff on the Switch, so you can't really go wrong. Get your kids like fifty pounds or sixty pounds in top-up vouchers, and just let them go crazy on the eShop because because they're gonna find something great. There's there's an awful lot to recommend on the uh, Switch. Link's Awakening, of course, is a tremendous game, and you know it's it's the game that nearly convinced Greg to get a Switch, which I yeah. don't know I don't know if there's any higher recommendation to be honest. <laughs> so yeah, look out for that as well. There's uh, there's plenty to enjoy on the Switch. If you want to know any more, do let us know. Just ask us over at Fingerguns, F-N-G-I-G-N-S on Twitter. Or, you know, find our personal handles in the description below. There's a lot to love about video games this year. And you'll find out more next week when we talk about our games of the year as a full-on exclusive podcast. It's going to be very, very cool and a very interesting debate. So, that's about anything else you can recommend? On uh, anything? The Devolver games on the Switch. Yep. Minecraft Katana Zero. Both excellent games. PSVR is at a very, very cheap price right now. Um, that could just be because it's Black Friday, but I think it will probably carry on until the rest of the rest of the Christmas period. Um, I saw it today for 180 pounds. Wow! Which is insane. that's what it normally was. What's it normally? Well, I mean, on, on launch, I bought it for 350. Oh wow! I thought it was I thought it was like 200 quid more or less. Mm, I think it's gone down to like 220, 230 at this point. Ah. Uh... I mean PSVR. It's and that's the mega pack as well, which means it comes with comes with five games, including PS play PSVR Worlds, which is like a bunch of mini games. That is a great kind of display of what VR can do. Resident Evil Seven, I believe, is one of them as well. Just Astro Bot Rescue Mission, obviously. People call one of the best VR games ever made. And yeah, VR is a great shout for anyone over twelve. Remember, you can't buy it for anyone under twelve because their heads would explode or something. So you understand <laughs> why. But, um, Sean, have you put your VR headset on the children? Very briefly, yes. What happened? Did they die or are they all right? Do you have one less child now? Um, yeah, I did have seven. But uh, after one experiment and one head exploded, you know, I just thought, well, that's a one-off. So I tried it on another and that exploded. It's, it's something to do with their eye development, isn't it? It's, you know, a kid's up until they're 12, their eyes still shaping or something. And if you use VR, it can, for extended periods of time, it can affect their development of the vision um so that's why they don't advise it but you know they told people kids not to use the 3ds when it first came out it's going to blind them so who knows it's not like that scene on scanners is it where that guy's head explodes and it just brain seeps out of his yeah. ears <laughs> yeah. uh, no it's 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 just the fact that you don't want them to their vision will get messed up if they use it for expanded periods of time 
I think like five minutes is the longest any of my kids has ever spent in it because they just don't want to take the risk because they say, you know, as soon as you beat it up, do not put this on children. And then I load up Final Fantasy in a Resident Evil 7 and stick the kids on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Finally on this, very, very briefly, um, I had a conversation today with the parent regarding the difference between Xbox One X and One S and PS4 Pro and PS4. And effectively, I'm just going to share it now. Again, this is common knowledge to a lot of people listening to this podcast, but it should be stressed that the One X and the PS4 Pro, the benefit of them cannot be seen unless you have a 4K TV. So my recommendation to everyone who is looking to get a console, if you don't have that capability at home, your best, you might as well just stick with the One S and the PS4 Slim. Is yeah. that fair? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, pretty summary, pretty succinct. The the only the only caveat there is if you're going for VR, uh, if you got if you're going for PSVR, the PS4 Pro is worth a look, even if you've got a standard TV, because VR does look better through a Pro than it does through in a Sean, standard. In Sean's book, it's worth a look. Thanks, dude. It's all right. Oh man, we got a catchphrase. <laughs> it's more his accent, really, but. So yeah, that's this is one thing. Yeah, uh, the VR capabilities is, is a good shout for the PS4 Pro, but it's really a visual thing more than anything. And so you can save a lot of money if you just get a One S or a PS4 Slim. If you don't, if you still have a HD 1080p TV, but if you have a shiny 4K TV, go nuts because you'll lose your mind like Greg did when he oh, saw yes. Shadow of the Colossus for the first time. Oh yes. Oh, what a moment. Okay, let's get to the quiz answers. Quiz answers with Mr. Sean Davies. Let's do this. Okay, question one was, which company is publishing the Marvel Avengers game set set to release in 2020? Let's go with Russ. What have you got for that, buddy? Square Enix. That is correct. Woo! Okay, question two. The first ever game based on a Marvel comic character was released in 1982 on the Atari 2600. Which character was it based on? Greg. Spider-Man. Correct. Question three. X-Men, the arcade game, was released in which decade? The 80s or the 90s? Roscoe, what have you got for this? It was released in 1992. It was released in 1992. Well done. So the 90s. Question four. Ignoring the Lego compilation games, which of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies was the last to receive a tie-in game? Greg, what have you got for this? I took a punt and put Winter Soldier. You're so close. Oh... You are a year out. It was Iron Man 3. Did that have a game, did it? Yeah, 2013. It was awful. <laughs> I, didn't know oh, uh, I thought it was Thor. Oh, that was that was a couple of couple of games out. <laughs> that, that's the awful Thor game. Yeah. I still yeah. got that. Oof. I need to get rid of it. Does anyone want? No. <laughs> so, so, somebody contact me on 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 Twitch or Twitter, and I'll I'll, I'll send it you. Channel question five: The X Men Two video game released in nineteen ninety four shares an identical subtitle with that of a Star Wars movie. What is that subtitle, Roscoe? Clone Wars. Clone Wars is correct. Ass. Uh, question six: Which Marvel superhero is getting their own solo VR game next year, Greg? Iron Man. Iron Man is correct. Question seven. Name any five of the 12 villains that appear in 2018's Spider-Man game. Uh, Roscoe, you give me your five and I'll, I'll ask Greg for his five. All right. Taskmaster. Yep. Doc Ock. Yep. Vulture. Yep. 
Shocker. Yeah. Electro. Nice. Yeah. Greg, what have you got? Vulture, Electro, Shocker, Doc Ock, and the Rhino. Well done. So if you are playing along at home, you could have had Kingpin, Mr. Negative, Silver Sable, Tombstone, Taskmaster, Taskmaster, Shocker, Screwball, Rhino, Electro, Scorpion, Vulture, Dr. Octopus, or Black Cat. Oh, man. Fuck Screwball. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <laughs> question eight. In the original Marvel Ultimate Alliance game, which supervillain is the head of the Masters of Evil and the final boss? Uh, Greg? I went for Galactus, but I'm thinking Marvel vs. Com- uh, Capcom. You are thinking Marvel vs. Capcom. Roscoe, okay. what, what have you got? Oh, uh, Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom is correct. Yes! Yeah. Question 9. Telltale Games developed a five-part episodic game series about which Marvel Comics hero group? Roscoe? Guardians of the Galaxy. Correct. And question 10. What is the best-selling game based on Marvel comic characters, Greg? Is it Marvel Spider-Man PS4? Because it did really well. Yes, it is. Hey. Nine, <laughs> nine million <coughs> copies. Wow. Um, just, for, just for fun, how many characters did you both write down for the tiebreaker? 50. Roscoe? Uh, 130. What? Playable? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. I went like Lego levels of characters, oh. you know? <laughs> how, how many did you get, Roscoe? Oh, what, correct answers? Yeah. Nine. Wow. Greg, can you can you beat that? No, I think I fell short. Hang on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Oh, oh. that was close. That was yeah, close. Yeah, I fell apart on the Galactus one and the uh, one that I put as Captain America. Oh, yeah, Iron Man. Yeah. Um, let, just just to let you know, if you had have got either of those rights, you would have you would have taken this week's. Because there are forty-three playable characters in. What? <laughs> oh, I went a bit so, overboard there. Sorry, forty-six, not forty-three. So <laughs> that was <laughs> that. That was this week's trivia challenge. Hope you both enjoyed that. I did. That was a yeah. That was a close one. Yeah, it was fun. I did better than last week. Bloody hell! Wow, Good stuff. Bizarre work. All right, thank you, Sean. Uh, a pleasure as always. All right, let's crack through with out this week. I'm going to just go for the big ones. December 3rd on Switch PS4. I guess this was one as well. Uh, Neverwinter Nights is coming back. What? Neverwinter Nights Enhanced Edition is coming to those systems on December 3rd. Halo Reach is coming to the Master Chief Collection on December 3rd as well. And of course, Halo Reach Master Chief Collection is coming to the PC on the same day. Uh, the fifth and final episode of Life is Strange 2 is finally coming out on December 3rd. So that's finally coming out. Um, Arise, a simple story, is coming to PS4 and PC and Xbox, I think, on December 3rd. That looks lovely. I really want to play that. Uh, Blair Witch, that Xbox exclusive horror game, is coming to PS4 on December 3rd as well. Uh, Phoenix Points is coming to PC and Mac on December 3rd. Alien Isolation is coming to Switch on December 5th. December 5th also sees Darksiders Genesis release. Sean's excited. No, yeah, not yeah. It's only coming out on PC and Stadia until next year. I see. When it comes out on PS4, I will be very excited. <laughs> and uh, announced this week, December sixth sees the Rebel Collection of Assassin's Creed come to Nintendo Switch, which includes Assassin's Creed Black Flag and Assassin's Creed Rogue. Well, how long has that been in? Because we kind of got a tip off about that. What, like a year and a half ago? 
Yeah, it's been a while. Wow. Okay. Hopefully that means they've been uh, they've been polishing it. Fingers crossed. The Assassin's Creed Three port was not good. What do you mean, like Sound Hill? Because the fog was that bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I mean, Black Flag. The beauty of Black Flag is how great it looks. So we'll see. We shall see. And uh, yeah, that's your lot. So that does bring it in. Sorry, you gonna say yeah, yeah, you, yeah. There's there's another game coming out next week. Oh God, TikTok. Not what the. What? Yeah, sorry. Switch December fifth. TikTok Atel for two. It's coming to Nintendo Switch, which is a game that I really like. There's another game coming out next week, Ross, and you know about it. I've mentioned it about thirty times on this one individual podcast. Ah, uh, Earth Knight is coming to PS4 and PC. <laughs> Finally. God, it's been bloody ages waiting uh, for that one. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade is coming to PC on December 4th. Oh, God, Mosaic on December 5th, PC and Mac. Dead End Job is coming out on Switch, PS4 and Xbox One next week. Oh, that one. Oh. Yes, Dead End Job is coming out. My God, it's coming out. Can't believe it. Yeah. Absolutely mad. It's been 84 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, thank you all very much indeed for listening. That is the end of this week's Finger Guns podcast. If you do want to follow us everywhere, please go to Twitter at not, FNG, not literally. Yeah, no, please don't follow us everywhere. How weird would that be? Please don't do that. Um, you can find our individual handles in the description below if you do want to follow us individually. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash UK. You can find us on Twitch on twitch.tv forward slash fingerguns.net. And you can find us on Patreon. If you do love what we do, you can throw us a dollar a month. That would be amazing. That keeps this podcast alive on the interwebs. Thank you very much indeed. We are closing in on another big milestone. So if you are listening weekly, thank you very, very much. So that is the end of the Finger Guns podcast. It is goodbye from Mr. Greg Hicks. I went through the whole podcast without saying Resident Evil. No! But you just said Resident Evil. Doesn't count, it's at the end. No, nah, it does count. It's not over. <laughs> <the end. laughs> that was the joke. I know. <laughs> Goodbye from job. Mr. Sean Davies. Dead on job, dead on job, dead on job, dead on job, dead on job. Toodles. Dead, dead on job. Dead on job. There you go. Even the wife's getting involved now. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I really appreciate the end of the night, Katie Cameo, on our podcast recently. Uh, it's it's, it's my guest, yeah. <laughs> we'll get her on one week and she can she can put you all straight yeah it's about damn time and uh, it's goodbye from me thank you all very much indeed for listening we'll see you next week for our game of the year podcast Woo. don't miss it it's going to be pretty epic we'll see you then bye <laughs>